Hey. All right, all right, all right. Live and uh, live and direct. Chad's Chad's here. We got a special guest, someone we broke away way way back with. Uh, I have done for the age of time strange shows and weird venues with this with this man. And uh, yeah, I don't know. give me the introduction, Chad. Who's the who we got today? Yo, we got the we got the homie from uh, I don't even know where from. You know, like we we've met him both in different parts of our lives, but uh, he, uh, he's out here doing it still. And uh, we just wanted to connect and uh, chop it up because it's been some time. Uh, so give it up for the homie on cue. What's good, man? Hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Your hair is looking wild, my guy. Going all back full blonde, huh? I know. I, I gotta. I gotta like still bleach the middle because like this is orange and this is like Draco Malfoy. So I gotta fix it. But yeah, I'm looking like a nut bag. You need, <laughs> yeah, you like need purple shampoo, energy. my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, my hair is so white on the tips, it turned the shit purple. Purple. If I. Yeah. Oh I'm man. Quarantine problems, 2020, really coming at you, my That's, guy. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta give the listenership some context. You know, my man has the the full Marlboro hoodie. Uh, you know what I mean? He's, oh, got yeah. the, he's got the white hair. We got the uh, we got the mood lighting in the room. You know what I mean? That really really set oh, yeah. up for some visual. Yeah, we're we're in the studio vibes, my studio room. Yeah, yeah. Before we were recording, he was saying you know he wanted to set the mood with the with the Drake vibes. You know, the the stars in the ceiling, smoking weed under star projectors. Projectors. Over get us. So, so what's yeah. up? So you you live in uh you live in L.A. now? Yeah, I'm in uh like Los Feliz, Feliz, however they pronounce it. Feliz. Uh, yeah, I I just I don't know. I, every time I second guess myself, but yeah, I've been out here since uh like end of 2018. Oh, nice man! Be, and that, that you came out here when I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I came out here because at first I was kind of thinking about doing the whole like writing for others thing, and then. I was talking to a couple of publishing companies and I was like, I don't like this process. It feels soulless. So, but I ended up out here anyway. And honestly, like my girl likes it out here. A whole bunch of the homies from New York, like you just said, moved out here. I felt like I was like one of the last people to move. Um, so kind of just, <clears throat> it ended up me being in LA, but uh, I am going to go on the record here and say I miss New York terribly. Man, all day. <laughs> or you miss New York? You know, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like, you know the energy there right now is just humming. You know, you oh, can just dude. tell. Yeah, everyone's paying like five bucks for rent right now. Everyone's lit. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm not paying for it now. I'll pay for it later." <laughs> you know, I, was just, I was just watching a random YouTube video today, and they're giving out like four months free of rent. Um, yeah, man. In New York. I, yeah, it's crazy. And like my engineer back in New York, who mixes like a, a lot of at least all the stuff I cut in at my crib. <clears throat> he he manhandled the realtor completely. Yeah, he, he just moved into his new crib. Sorry, I was going to be back. Is that Brenton or? Nah, Brenton's right here. Uh, my engineer, Nick, in New York. Oh, He's okay. in Crown Heights and he was like, yo, I got like the biggest fucking spot I've ever seen. I could swear, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. Cuss it up. <laughs> he was like, yo, I got the biggest spot I've ever seen in Crown Heights. It's like one of those brownstones and like him and his girl just like, Slap the realtor around like we want this. This is not. It was like okay, and they're not used to. It. They're used to having all the powers. So they don't even know what to do in that scenario. Realtors just gonna yeah. crumble, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah, no, nah, I miss New York terribly. I always will. My heart's in New York. It always will be. You know. All right. Well, see, well, since you moved to the city, what are the go-to? Uh, you know, what's the go-to taco spot, grocery store? You know, where are you getting the olive oil? You know, what I mean, you gotta give people a, t- a glimpse of the lifestyle. <laughs> Honestly, um, I kind of just stayed at Los Feliz. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, 
I'm not, yo, that's the other thing. I was talking about this on Thanksgiving. I really feel like, aside from tacos, Mexican food is crazy out here, but I think one of the main reasons I miss New York is like New York food is like bar none. Rivaled. Yeah. Oh, LA food is like, like in comparison to New York and, and no shots to my Los Angelinos. It's not that good. It's not that good. It's really not. Let's keep it a super buck. It's not. It's also, and you also look at the places that people go and act like it's hot shit. People are like, oh, I'm going to Delilah or Carbone or Boa or like or Noble Malibu. And you're like, it, it's just, you really going to get that excited about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, and, and, and here's the crazy thing. Yeah, I'm a rapper, but I'm not going to front. I'm not balling like that. My girl is working at a company where <laughs> we're able to eat at all the nice ass spots in LA. So we ate at Nobu a few times, like the whole nine. I've had the tour and honestly, I think the best spot I had was Hippo in Highland Park. All right. That shit was lit. I mean, for all the listeners who are coming out here from deep Idaho, you know, the the south of Oregon, they they know they know where to go (laughs) when they kinda come in. They can't when when they go to LA for that one time in their lives. You know? You guys got me talking about food and I'm (laughs) hungry. Yeah, bro, you should have ate before this. I told you, dog. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'll duke it through. But yeah, yeah. I mean, other than that, LA's tight. Um, I got like a patio backyard. I would have never had that in New York. You know what I mean? Um, just you know how New York is. But yeah, no, nah, man. I, I I do like it out here a lot. We got me and my girl got a dog. You know, it's vibey. Look at you, bro. Yeah. Gonna put a ring on it or what? <laughs> Yeah, one day, you know, in due time, in due time. But, Hopefully but, she's in <laughs> but right now it's the rap life. Speaking of rap life, yeah, speaking of rap life, like maybe give the, the listenership like some background. Like obviously we, we've known about you, uh, but maybe there's some like little white girl from uh, Portland, Oregon about to watch this or listen to this and, you know, give her a little, a quick cue. Shout out to my little white girls from Portland. <laughs> um, represent. Yeah, nah. Uh, my name's on Q. I've been making music for now ten years. 15, almost. Ten, yeah. Yeah, ten, ten, maybe eleven. Yeah. So I mean, um, for those of you who don't know me, I dropped my first like real project in twenty eleven. Disappeared for a long time, then returned with a producer by the name of Just Blaze, and then I disappeared again for other reasons. <laughs> And uh, I did some things, did some cool shows. Uh, my catalog's deep. I wrote for some bigger people one time. Um, yeah, and I'm really dope. And that's, that's it. Great. That's perfect, bro. That was a great, yeah. I was going to say, because the first time I ever heard your shit was like right when I met you. When it was like, um, wait, what was the first joint called? I'm sorry. Um, first, the first, first mixtape was Can't Wait. Yeah, can't wait, joint. Cause that was the shit Mikey Reeves put me on, bro. And God damn, bro, I never looked back. That was crazy. Thank you, man. Yeah, that was that was like not really my first, but it was like the first that your first like joint tangible. You know what I mean? Record companies were calling, executives were calling, like you know shit like that. I started getting fans like tangibly. I, I probably was doing that a little bit beforehand, which you know made way for that. But but yeah, man, it's, it's 2011. That was. November 2011. So that was nine years ago. 
Yeah. I remember that. That was, you know, uh, I was in the mood swing office. That's an agency we kind of, we, we both knew in common. And they would always play a bunch of the new music because stuff that different people had. And they played uh, like Feel Tall in that office at one point. Yeah. And I think we're just off that. Yeah. And I just remember, you just listen to a lot of stuff, you know, those agency things. It's like trash, trash, trash. And I'm like, what the, like, what, what is that? I need, I need that. <laughs> yeah, like it was a, a rare moment. Yeah. That was hot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and for those who don't know me, I just, you know, I've been a strong willed human being and I'm just trucking along, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, I can't, uh, I don't, I don't know what else to say. You know what I mean? No, that's all you need to say. And I think my notice of my, my, my standout track from that project was uh, cigarettes and perfume was my shit. Just, just throwing it out there. Yo, that shit still goes crazy. It's so funny. Cause, um, I think, I think I wrote like two drafts of the chorus and I, mm -hmm. I just vaguely remember that song, that process, if you will. Cause like feel tall. I don't really remember a lot of it. I don't really remember, but I remember making cigarettes and perfume. And that's definitely something that like some dude posted on his story. He was bumping that shit, like literally like a night ago. And it was like his yeah. song in the Spotify rap in 2020. And I was like, Bro. what? Yo, like, that's one of those tracks, I think, um, not even the, the fact that we're boys, it's kind of just a stick out track for me. Like, it reminds me of a certain time and like what I was going through in my life at that time. And it was my homie yeah. and he he loved it too. And he didn't know, like we knew each other or whatever, but he was like, man, this shit's so fucking good. It just hits different. And I was like, yeah, man. So it's always just one of those tracks that I've always remembered. Man, it's funny because my, my main director, creative director at the time was like, yo, I feel like that's the only record that you should probably take off. He just felt like it didn't fit. He wasn't even mad at it, but he was like, "Yo, I just, I just vaguely remember little anecdotes about that, that record." You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And I think that's, I think maybe that's why it, it's that standout for me, maybe, and other people, I guess. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Man, it's it's funny. I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a good tune. That was a good project. I, I'm still like relatively proud of the some of my past music you know or and i'm sure you probably would understand where i'm coming from i hear me being out of pocket in the flow sometimes it's just just more you know because i'm way like with it with my craft now you know what i mean but i understand like i can't take away from your nostalgia that's attached mm -hmm. to it either you know what i mean like i, ca I can't you know what i mean i'm a fan of other people too, you know? So it's like, and there's something to be said, like some of the things that happened before you even knew what the right things were to do. And some yeah. of the, like the natural mistakes you made that go a long way. But man, man, once I stopped making music, it was so hard to listen to music for like years. Cause you keep listening for like, Oh, how the ad libs done or how does that track come in or what sound comes out of that? And so your appreciation, it starts to go haywire like years and years and years in, you know? Yo, I need a, I need a, a, that reminds me of some, cause I knew we were going to get to it, but B I wanted to bring out some, I was just explaining to my girl the other day. It's like, I've been listening to like Phoebe Bridgers like nonstop for the last like month or two. And she and she's like, oh, she sounds like Boney Vera with a vagina. And like I'm also like the biggest Boney not really, but I mean I'm also like the biggest Boney Vera fan too. And my point is, I was kind of just explaining we've been together for a long time, but I was like I was explaining to her in the car a couple of days ago or last week or whatever. And I was like, the thing is I don't break down this music analytically. Like I do with, with rap or R and B or shit, even pop, you know, cause structurally they're more similar compared to, you know, a Bonnie Bear or Phoebe. Yeah, well, and that's how you can tell you. And that's why, you know, the mix is just like, 
a a plus two because sometimes you do listen to whether it's indie rock or something out there kind of like we can still kind of process it but if someone just nails the mix it doesn't it's just all one thing in that genre you know that's uh, yeah it's 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 everything it's like i could turn my brain off and like kind of think and enjoy and it's like it's an escape because man i most rappers don't impress me these days you know what i'm saying like i'm never really impressed anymore i'm like this is i know what you're doing here this is recycled from this or this flow is really lazy or this line you just rolled in real quick you know what i mean like i hear those things consistently that it is it's it's gonna it's gonna gonna ruin you for life you know it's it's tough yeah no i'm like an anal asshole pause but and yeah, the, ad, the adlibs gets me all the time. You get the, the lazy adlibs versus the hot adlibs. That's the only thing I still haven't been able to get rid of. Really? After all the DJ shit or the others, I still hear all the adlibs, and you're just like, "That's interesting." Versus that, some of these guys, you can tell just plan those that shit out like immaculately. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I'm I'm still not good with adlibs. Like once in a while, I'll just go in tell the tell the engineer I'll just record myself on loop record and just let the moment get the best of itself and just. And then sometimes I do some weird, random, hot-ass shit. I'm like, a good, great ad-lib got to make you laugh, at least a rap ad-lib. Yeah, That's I, I remember I, I was an engineer in a studio at one point, and a rapper came in, he had all this shit written out, and he had the ad-libs like, in really small, like, hype, like, like super script, like above where they're supposed to be. And it was like, I was like, yo, this is a... <laughs> it would be like, hey. You know? I was just like, this is I'm what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can't write ad-libs in, bro. Oh, yeah, you can't. No, he, had, he was like, like mapped out. I was like, all right, yeah. He was also one of, the, he was one of the first guys. Like he would, uh, he was really into Cameron's flow patterns, and so he had all Cameron's flows like written out, and then he would like dissect it and like put it back together, and like he was explaining like why that shit was so hot. And I was like, all right, and it, I gained a much better appreciation of the uh, the dip set. This was clearly back in New York. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, Orin Orin hasn't touched music since being in LA. That's for sure. Nah, <laughs> fuck no. Yeah, nah. So, man, I don't want to make it about you, bro, but like. I got to say something, bro. I remember when I heard you were hanging it up and it was such like a foreign concept to me because I felt like from my perspective, everything was going. You know what I mean? You were you're not like you're not like dead weight or a lost cause or nothing like that. I just I got to say to you, I, I in some ways that is completely a nightmare and terrifying. But also in another way, I totally respect you. It's like this weird I'm, I, I swear to God, bro, you're the first person that I knew personally that like hung it up. And I was like, whoa, I think Gaffy told me. And he was, I was like, whoa, say word. Like, what was that? What was that like? I, I need to know. Sorry, I don't want to. No, no, yeah, it's all, it's all good. Like, this is so great. I've been wanting to hear this. Too. Yeah, yeah, well, like, yo, because it was actually, it was going well. And, you know, we had momentum and, you know, singles, and, like all the kind of shit, even getting some money. And then, uh, but then I was just really thinking, you know, and, you know, like sometimes, you know, when you're writing music and it comes to you naturally and I was just having a super, super hard time and it was like blocking me. And it was like, and I think it came down to, I was like kind of trying to explore my thoughts and I just didn't want it. Like, it was just like, that's not what I actually wanted. I had been doing all this for all those years and being in a group and doing all those things. Cause it's like what I thought I wish I should be doing. And I was like, no, I just genuinely don't aspire to do this. And like, I've gotten good at it. And it's going somewhere, but like that, it's not it. And then once you kind of admit that to yourself, it was like a giant relief just like washed over me. And I was like, all right, cool. You know? Wow. I mean, yo, good for you. Good for you. You know what I mean? Good for you. Cause you know, per, per our text and like what both of you were saying, it's like, I, I realized a long time ago, obviously, you know, 
being on a long journey, right? Any long journey, you're constantly thinking, oh, should I hang it up? Should I even, yo, I thought about quitting when I was 17. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how ridiculous is that? Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child. I haven't even lived life yet. And um, man, so much, like, sincerely, so much, like, props. Like, that's that takes courage in a totally different way. You know what I'm saying? Because you had things going for you. Like you said, like you were getting bread off the shit, like you were in the mix of things. Um, and, and though that's, you know, in terms of like stability and stuff like that, that's not necessarily like concrete as hell. But I, I don't know. I just I had to ask that. I had that's good. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting experience because like so many people, you know, you feel like when you start going down the path of being an artist, you're just going to do that shit till the day you die. And then and then decisions start to compound, you know, and so it's like. And looking back on it and just not touching it, and you're just like, man, it, it's like a different life. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah. hey, man, so you you in this you in this for life, you know, or what's the? Yeah, that was my question, Q. Like, like obviously you're not hanging it up anytime soon, and I'm I'm glad you're not because um, you're still putting out fucking quality tracks and fucking doing the damn thing, like I said. Yeah. So it's like, what what's been like your biggest motivation besides you know just not wanting to hang it up or just really going for it, you know? I might get real deep here. You might get into the mind for real of me. Let's go. Let's go. There's, there's, there's a few things. Clearly, like, I'm not a young, early 20s kid anymore. You know what I mean? But I got my mom's jeans. I could pass for fucking 24, really, to be honest. True. I might not look it right now because my hair looks insane. But, like, that's one. And, and I'm not even, I'm being transparent as hell. But that's not nearly the main reason. The real main reason why what keeps me going is because I still believe in myself. Like, I really do. Like, I, I truly do. I don't know if, you know, I'm insane, but I really believe in the shit that I make. You know what I mean? I also think, like, hip-hop, since I first came out, now that everyone's listened, since 2011, has only gone closer in my direction from what I was doing back in 2011. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're right. the alternative balance, the, 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 the omnisphere patches, which no one was using omnisphere, feel tall, cigarettes and perfume. That was all omnisphere. And that's like the main VST all these dudes use now because it's all these like weird, like ethereal fucking sounds and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I you know, and, I got this place, you know what I mean? I'm not doing terribly and it's not, you know, I'm not swimming in dough, but I believe in myself and um, I also can't stop. I can't stop writing music. I get agitated when I don't write a song, you know? I can't, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to sit still. You know what I'm saying? That's good with you. Yeah. You know, if you're going to keep on that, like you got, you have to have that itch. You know what I mean? And I think like oh. we've always had that. Even anytime we like we hung out or being around it, you could just tell you're just like, you know, need need, need to be in that cycle. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm a I I mean I'm relatively a big Death Cat for Cutie fan too. And Ben Gibber just has some quote once, and I'm gonna fuck it up, but he just kind of woke up one day and realized he can't not make music, and like that's the best way to explain it. It's like, I can't, like right now, I'm kind of going through a little funk. I haven't written a record in like that I like in like three to four weeks. And I'm stressed and I'm fucking pissed off. And I'm like, 
I'm like, yo, I'm about to start making like acoustic fucking guitar music on the side until like I start getting beats that are inspiring me again. Cause like I'm not gonna need like a drum pattern to get in the pocket. I'm getting way too music nerdy. But I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't. You know what I mean? I can't. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's something very admirable too, is because like not only is it like what you're doing, it's like some people spend their whole entire life trying to figure out what the fuck they want to do and what they love, you know? Um, so it's like, if you love doing what you're doing, man, like keep that shit going. And like, obviously like you have people that support and people that fuck with you. And it's like, if you're good then like keep running that shit. Yeah, but you, you, you yeah. took, like hella extended hiatuses and stuff too. What was uh kind of impetus behind that? Just like trying to find yeah. that creative groove or going out like. I'll say this after can't wait. We had that show in Idaho the year after that shit came out. And then I was going through writer's block. You know what I'm saying? Like everything started to go exactly how I planned it since I was a little kid in the suburbs of Connecticut. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, let's keep it a buck. I'm fucking working with Just Blaze. Every big label head. Oh, shit. This meeting has. Oh, okay. Sorry. Every big label had having me to their offices and I'm fucking turning them down because they're trying to give me those incubator deals. Cause like at this time streaming didn't exist and they're all damn near bankrupt, but wanted to sign me. Um, after that, I definitely had some writer's block, but then I was good after like probably 10 months and then business shit got in the way. And I don't want to throw no one under the bus. But then it was like, next thing you know, I look up and it's three years later and we're dropping the next project. And I was really only responsible really for maybe like nine to 10 months on the books. And then again, it happens again. And it's just stuck in business shit. And um, yeah, I mean, this is going out to the public. I, I could say to you guys on the side, but I, I can't. Yeah, all good. No, we get it. Yeah, I don't want to, and then, um, and then, yeah, and then. That's good to know, know too, because it's different too. Hey, if it's, if it's creative block or it's, hey, oh, you have to go, you know, go off to retreat in Tibet for fucking two years, whatever it is, it's different than like when it's caught up in fucking lawyers and deals and licensing and all that. That's just a, that's trash, then, you know? I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, I've put out an album's worth of music this year. And the biggest thing that I don't think my fan base really realizes, I'm completely independent now. Since I went completely independent, uh, this is kind of obvious if anybody knows my business situation, what I'll talk about, I'm fucking dropping shit left and right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, what, and, and that's, I guess, is what I'm trying to say is that, you know, going back to if this theme right now is like the music industry journey, like I wasn't dealt a great hand. You know what I mean? Like behind closed doors, I've been working my dick off every day and I wasn't really dealt a good hand and it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like what you going to do else, but keep trucking through, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I don't know. I, you can't fix the past. You know what I mean? You know, past is what made you bro. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I'm, I mean, I'm chilling. I feel like I'm making some of the better music of my life definitely way more consistently i feel like I, I i understand me more as an artist um is it different how you like engage with fans and stuff now you know in this kind of like gen z you know you know weird tiktok world, TikTok versus, world. <laughs> versus it was like eight like eight years ago um i don't know i kind of i honestly I kind of take the same approach i've always been pretty responsive to fans shit like that you know what i mean and like Granted, I'm not fucking Drake, but 
my DMs could get messy at times and I still try to make a, a good college try effort. You know what I'm saying? To be like, hey, just even fucking heart the fucking DM on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I try to do that, you know, like just, yeah. I don't know. It hasn't really changed, I guess. Not really, but yeah. TikTok. I can't imagine how, I can't imagine how it is now, like social media wise comparative to like, back in the day when like you were getting music like i remember the first time i heard one of your tracks was off like ill roots you know like you got it down yeah. the fucking end. like so shout it's just crazy i'm, I'm sure yeah shout out to fucking all those boys over there good dudes um but yeah it was just like the the day and age like Warren's saying like dealing with this new wave of like music how you were saying you're like a lot of these rappers out here are corny as fuck and they're catching deals left and right and it's like why can't a motherfucker like you you know who's been doing the damn thing for so long just get that deserving like yo you know yeah i mean you know the deal thing is kind of like it is what it is and you know it was like i almost did a deal with warner right for i hate me too and then things went awry and pretty much i I don't give a shit i wrote about this so i'll talk about this we were negotiating for six months they're about to give me a way bigger bag than i thought i was gonna get like i deserved (laughs) and i was like yo this is tight like let's go and then uh, essentially the A&R just like wanted to leave the company and then just went ghost on the deal. Like straight up, like lawyers negotiating for like four months, like Jesus. together. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the deal thing is, has always been interesting, but to be honest now, going back to, I guess a lot of it, I don't know where we are. Sorry if this is, sounds chaotic, but I've been in this shit for a long time. Personally, I don't really care for a deal per se under, unless it's under the right circumstance. You know what I mean? Like, am I a priority? Did someone, did, did the fucking president of the company find my shit really believe in me and be like, yo, we're going to Dominic fight him. You know what I mean? And no shots to Dominic fight. He's super talented, but like, let's be honest, the kid didn't really have a fan base like that. And they pushed them heavily. And, and whoever the fucking president or CEO of RCA, Sony, whatever you signed to, Columbia, it's just all about making Dominic Fike work. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of my contemporaries sign deals, have to leave the deal. They get stuck in that shit. And going back to it, I was stuck in shit. And it wasn't even a major label. You know what I'm saying? So that I do, I'm wise now. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know. There's still a lot. I don't know what my point of that was, but sorry. You, you don't, you don't want to get a little chucky like Young Money or anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, like gutta gutta. I don't know. like <laughs> Gutta gutta. He was the hardest. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Fuck that. I was just randomly watching a Jay Mills interview talking about like how the rest of Young Money was dealing with Drake and Nikki's success. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Wait, there's an interview about that? Yeah, with Jay Mills. Yeah. Oh, shit. I need to tap in on that. For sure. Actually, yo, that was high key. My very first like show was opening up for Jay Mills and Corey Guns in New Haven. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, Tell man. Tell us about that. <laughs> it was fucking a Hartford Current, which is like the longest standing like American newspapers, you know, for Hartford, Connecticut. They wrote like, I don't know, skinny, deep voiced white kid gets on stage. I just remember the write up. Because I remember reading it in high school and everyone was like, oh, shit, yo, you're in the fucking Africa. I was like, hell yeah. And I felt like it was an undercut jab. But yeah, it was tight. It was at toes. Hey, any press is good press, my guy. <laughs> that's what yeah, I don't, I, yeah, to sum up, 
sorry, I've been chaotic, but whatever. Yeah, this industry is interesting, but I'm I'm really, I feel good. Like I'm I'm chilling. I love to hear that. Yeah. Speaking of shows, I do need to know. We referenced this once or twice in here. How did you get to that show in Idaho? You know, what what, what happened to bring you to that ill fated ill fated night? I have no clue. I don't know who booked it. I don't really remember. I don't remember anything business related about it, which I guess is for the better. Wait, can we give the listenership some context? You guys ended up at a show together in Idaho eating some potatoes or some shit or what? Chad wants to know for himself. <laughs> oh no, bro. I've had some weird times in Idaho, bro. <laughs> should I tell the story or should you? Nah, yeah, you, you, you give your hit and then I'll add in any color. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. I get a booking for 4th of July, 2012. I think it was. Was it 2012? Maybe 2013. Maybe 2013. And uh, I look over to Gaffey or call him and I'm like, yo, I need you to DJ for me. Like he wasn't managing me at the time. He was like, all right, bet. Fourth of July in East Bumblefuck, Idaho. Like two (laughs) hours, dead dead ass, like two hours outside of Boise. And and me and Gaffy pull up, and obviously we know Oren by now. Or maybe is that how we really met? Uh, yeah, I think maybe. I think we maybe, maybe like we went once or something prior, but like yeah. And I knew I saw Gaffy all the time, so I was on Moose Wing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you had your long, long ass rocker hair back then. And uh, yo, so we pull up. It's me, Oren, a silver medallion, futuristic. Like, Futuristic <laughs> was at that show. Um, just getting going, just getting going. I never heard of him until that show. Um, and then, like, the eighth pussycat doll <laughs> who came, yo, 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 who came with like her assistant from LA and acted OD bougie for no fucking reason. Like, it was like a movie where they cast, like, the stereotypical, like, diva pop star chick. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, that's how bad it was. It was it was legitimately, like, it felt not real. And no, that then, feels like a weird setup for, like, a bad episode of Punk or some shit, my guy. Like, it really essentially <laughs> was. Yeah, I mean, the place, I mean, the fireworks and the lake and shit whereby were beautiful. There's, like, maybe a grand total of 15 people at the show. Whoa, big numbers. Which is, oh, yeah. which is crazy because like the bags were decent, you know. And uh mm-hmm. and, and I and I'd done a show with these guys in Boise prior, the same promotion group that was like packed out. I think it was me and with Swayze and the usual people I was doing shit with, and it was like, oh cool, you know, it's like a two thousand cap, pretty full, nice, all great. And then it was just they do this one, and it was like fifteen people and, and a way better lineup, you know. Do you guys you guys don't remember where it was, like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho or something? Like somewhere said it was by a lake. It, it was it was some bumblefuck shit. I almost want to like, I'm standing right in front of my computer. I kind of want to Google it. I bet Please you it's somewhere. Hold up. On cue. So yeah, there's, like, there's, like two, there's like the two fan photos. Just like. <laughs> yeah. I you remember, guys and like three fans. <laughs> I low key actually remember one of my biggest longtime fans was at that show because she's from Idaho. Yeah, when like, you see the breakdown of people too, it was funny. It was like. He, you had like 10 actual fans there. I had like two actual fans there. And then it was like three randos. And it was like, <laughs> fucking yeah, because Futuristic was just, just getting started. Like yeah, just, he hadn't, yeah, he hadn't popped yet. Yeah. Like I, I did ask, it, that was how I heard of him. Was that show? I don't think he came out of Arizona. We came out of Arizona and he was like that next wave. 
and was just like had it all right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. You're both from Yo and did uh Yeah. Did Oh Girl from Pussycat Dolls perform like Pussycat Doll tracks like Dola or what? I was pretty drunk. <laughs> I think what happened was if if correct me if I'm wrong, I think I went on Futuristic went on and she was supposed to be like the headliner. Yeah. Maybe she didn't even go on. That's what I was saying. I yeah. think I think the promoter was totally chill with like her not going on. And I yeah. she probably even threw a fuss, like, I'm not doing this. There's 15 people here. But bro, yeah. I'm telling you, like, she was like the 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 like the sixth chick down from like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 this, this, yeah, this is yeah, Nicole. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Bro, yeah, she was not on like, real day, it's just it's down, down, down. Yeah. Nah, she wasn't she wasn't <laughs> Kelly, she wasn't the Michelle of the Pussycat doll. She was like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, she, she, she was Julie, the stand-in. Yeah, like, <laughs> nah, Julie's even too complimentary. She was like Alberta. I don't know, man. She was like a Hagrid. Like, oh man. Potter, sorry. Oh, man. I wonder. Oh man, I wonder what she's doing now, bro. She's probably yeah, she's on OnlyFans or some shit. Yeah, you know yeah. She, she, she's Rita Ora now, you know. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. Shots fired. I wish. I wish that. <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was really interesting. Damn, yo, me and Gabby talk about that fucking show all the time, man. It's a trip. It comes up randomly. I don't know why. <laughs> I would pay money to be there. there. I would get one out of every four mood swing shows. There would be absolutely no one there. I'd be very confused because the other three would be like popping. And then you go to one like Benzie and I did one in Chicago. And we showed up right next to baseball stadium, big game, letting out good money riders all there and everything and there's like 12 people we're like that's how that's how this it is man just in general like when you're when you're in the you know 500 cap room space like 300 cap room space sometimes like that was a bigger venue from what i remember it could have easily fit over 500 but it just happens man it just happens you know we saw that i was touring with hyper crush on the west coast at one point it was kind of like they had gone up and then we're going down and this was at the right before the kind of think the end and you could just see as we went started the tour you're going from like all right so they expected a 500 and we got 100 and then by the middle of the tour it's like you're getting a 30 you oh, know and you're just like 80 like, percent oh, off bro yeah and you're just like oh shit and you can just tell you know no one's feeling good about it she was rough yo so so if we're really recapping shows i did uh was it angry young man tour so the Angry Young Man Project of Mine came out 2014. I did a I did my headlining tour 2015. And it was all 300 cap rooms and it was it was good. It was good shit. I was making good money. The the turnout was pretty damn great all things considered. You know, it was my first time headlining like multiple shows. And um before we went out, Gaffy now was managing me at the time. And and I see on the on the date list or whatever that i have a show in louisville kentucky and i'm like i'm like harlow let's go shout out to harlow (laughs) yeah and i'm like i don't have any fans in kentucky like why are we doing this so the promoter explained to gaffy we have this local kid who pull kids in so you'll make bread regardless like on some like pyramid scheme shit (laughs) and i was like all right fine so so we're doing like meet and greets beforehand and, and giving them all this free merch and shit. And usually it was like 15% to 20% of 
the the ticket sales were going to that. And I had one kid kick it with me before the show. And it was actually really lit. Like we were able to like have a lit ass conversation, have a beer together. It was tight. And and by that math, I'm like, I'm gonna have 10 people here. So I get up, go to sound check, I meet the the opener kid. It is Jack Harlow. <laughs> Yo. Oh, shit. <laughs> So, 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 like, my, my homie from back home who was doing merch, I don't fuck with him anymore, but he was doing merch for me and, like, driving the van and, like, all that shit. We, we see Jack do sound check, and I'm like, yo, this kid is tight. I'm like, this kid is tight. Because he's essentially kind of himself. It wasn't really technically that long ago. He was kind of still relatively himself. And my homie from back home or ex-homie from back home he was like, man, this kid's whack. He couldn't get over his look, the glasses, the curly hair. Curly joint, I was like, yeah. no. White I beater. Get- yeah, I was <laughs> no, like, nah. Get- yeah. Nah, he had the buttoned up polos. He he didn't get Ooh. like saucy yet with the wife beater. You okay, know what I'm okay. saying? He didn't and- get confident. <laughs> Yo, I remember clear as day, I went back to the hotel and I like watched one of his videos. I was like, nah, this kid can rap. He's doing like lyrical Southern rap. This is fire. Anyway, um, we get to the show and there's like 200 drunk 15-year-olds at the show. Beautiful. And I'm like, none of these people are my fans. So I go to the promoter. I'm like, I need to go on before this kid. Like, I'm not, this is going to be bad if I go on after this kid. And that's what we did. (laughs) That was a good on you for being the the dude who could like, who who can do that. A lot of dudes wouldn't, you know, would just take the L on the show. Yeah. I would rather we, take. I'd rather leave that show with two new fans than fucking yeah. negative fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's exactly yeah. the right move. That's fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little story. Little story. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yo, Louisville back. Louisville back. Yo, I was gonna say, like, when was the last time you were like performing? Like, obviously, before the world took a shit this year or this last year. Besides the secret shows in downtown LA, you know. Yeah, uh, you, about. <laughs> you're doing bubble parties now you're doing like uh you know some, some like phone parties i think i think the last show was it no it was in january it was like no it was november of last year okay um it was on the east coast but then honestly yo year. i've gotten multiple show requests this year that all, all southern shit or midwest or just all over yeah florida living <sighs> one i forgot and then two in Southern California. Yeah. And I was like, and I almost did one on Halloween. And I was like, maybe I should do it. The dude was talking good money. And then I just yeah, felt so it. guilty. I was like, yo, like, I'm not hurting for cash right now. Like, I, I'm not like a rock band who depends on touring. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I, I was like talking to my girl about it. I was talking to like uh, my manager, kind of manager. Um, about it, just like, oh, should I do this shit? You know what I mean? Talking to anyway, yeah, it's been a while now. I'm glad you didn't do it, bro. We need to, I'd just be seeing these motherfuckers still like Instagram motherfuckers just living life like there ain't shit going on. Dude, yo, like, New York yeah. homies, like, like the girls who were just out there thick eight years ago are still out there thick right now. Like, yeah, the party, the party has, has not stopped. It's, it's wild to see. I mean, I. Mm, it's so fucked up, dude. People are so selfish. Like, 
hundred percent. Yeah, but that's yo, they, yeah, that's the you know, in, Instagram has made them that over the last five years. Like, fuck that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do me, and that's yeah, you know, and that's, that's all they know. Twenty years bro. ago, when you like loved your neighbor, you know. I mean, if we go down this topic, I'm gonna get super like OD political. I'm yeah, just, we'll, we'll cut that. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're mostly uh, our audience is mostly like super spreaders and like stop the count. You know, we've, we've gone by a few times on the queue. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. You know? I'm not saying I don't want to ruffle feathers. All those feathers can get ruffled, but I'm gonna just get into a black hole of ultra. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just yeah. call off that like I won't even be able to stop. Um, big fuck, it's big fuck Trump energy over here. So yeah, this is yeah, this is uh, it's all it's all fuck Trump on this side, uh, that side, mm-hmm. and the other side. Uh, yeah, we, we we can swap it up. We can go. You know, what's what, what's your uh, we could switch topics. You know, you got. Favorite crystal, you know? Like, oh man, I mean, <laughs> hey, tell me, tell me, Chad, what you been up to, man? Tell me, tell me. Let's let this unravel El Natural. You feel me? Yeah, you. We we've been we've been all over the place, man. But uh, you know, we were doing the music thing with my boy Dusty, uh, Propane LV, Michael Zoe, or whatever. Um, and I was remember like Yeah, yeah. So that was our shit. Like it was Letterman was like the music thing for a minute. And then when he was tired of being a stoked or a broke, you know, starving rapper, uh, we switched it up to this weed life. And now we're doing uh, cannabis distribution, bro, like big time. Horns actually, you know, running shit for us too. So that's Good. incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, we need it. We need it. We need to get you some fucking. You smoke weed, right? Actually, I don't. What? Yeah, I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Bad. I really don't. Yeah, okay, I'll bring you some white claws. I know you drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I drink. I drink. So, so yeah, that, this is what I'm saying. Let the conversation unroll naturally. Um, yeah, man. I, I smoked like early college, like freshman year. And long story short, I was dating this girl at the time, and she was pretty terrible. And she came to visit me on 420. I smoked like eight blunts to the face. Damn, bro. And, like, and I was so fucking high out of my mind and her presence there and I was questioning like why am I in college like I was taking out dummy loans I knew I was about to be in hella debt and I was like I don't want to do this shit I want to make music like I just I had like a nervous breakdown yes I stopped for like a year or two and then by the time I I I like would you know hit some weed every now and then like before a movie I just kind of realized like going back to our first topic or one of our first topics, like I always need to be doing something. I need to be working. And like when I'm high, man, I'm not productive. Like I'll be rapping about like, Oh man, I wish I had a chicken pie pie. Like, you know, <laughs> like, it's like random shit that I, I can't bop, really, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't really smoke like that. Um, I was on the CBD THC mixture joints for like a minute, like a month ago. And I just realized I kept getting weed overs the next day. Like, I was like, why the fuck am I so tired? Like, I'm like, am I that much of a bitch? I can't even like the equivalence of taking like three, two hits off a joint. And I'm like tired and lethargic all day. Yeah. Yeah. No, you might look young. That old age can creep up on you, man. Let me, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? So anyway, I ch- but that shit was lit. Cause I, what I would do is I just, it would get me just a little tingly enough. I smoked the whole damn thing, which is like, again, equivalent to like a hit or two. And since I don't smoke, I'll just sit in front of this mic with the auto tune monitor and just like, <laughs> just loop. It was tight, but I can't, yeah, we just need to put you on game. We just need to put you on the heavy microdose game. Orn and I have been finding all the 
there's so many different ways to consume now, bro. It's like, I didn't even oh, smoke like, like that weed. either. Like just weed. I mean, we can talk oh, about that. things, but yeah, but like, yeah, there's different ways now. We got these little tonic drinks we'd be sipping, you know? It's, yeah, there's all sorts of shit. Really? Yeah, man. I didn't I'll put know you on game. Those weed, like my, uh, my old roommate back in New York, he actually, funny enough, he worked at Red Bull. That's why I was at that lock shit. He would microdose acid before going to Red Bull offices. People are about that life, still a thing now, yeah. And in Austin, when I was living there, it was like a whole, the psilocybin microdosing and all that. It was like a whole, and it was all these guys you wouldn't expect too. It's like, you know, jacked, started, you know, like peak optimization guys being like, yeah, you know, microdosing psilocybin for the next two months. You're like, all right. Yeah, my old roommate is a jacked peak optimization guy. (laughs) You're like, oh, you're going to eat this rare nut at this same time every morning? Oh man, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that microdosing life. I've actually never taken any hallucinant. Actually, other than weed, I've never really done drugs like that. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not one of them. So you're, you're not an Oregon resident, you know? Where now? Yeah, you can. Oh sure. <laughs> I mean, I, that's beautiful though. Like for usage and recreational usage aside that's that's beautiful but yeah now i mean not even to get too deep like my dad's like a drug addict and i think like that shit just always kind of like set me in you know what i mean started seeing coke like around like 16 17 at high school people whip it out and i'm just like cat williams like in the pin chronicles like you know i could see you like what is going <laughs> on but yeah i just i never really touched uh you know hallucinogens hard drugs shit like that I just never, never my steez you know what good, I mean? yeah yeah not the same for us but yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> hey hey i mean I, I feel like i'm a unicorn you know what i mean hey, like, that's definitely something you are for sure you're one of them. I look like what? Like what? My crazy. yeah, you, do, you, bro. Gotta, you, you gotta put that shit in the one horn. You gotta be the album cover on the next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yo. Yeah, young unicorn. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I mean, let's, that's just me. Let's talk about Big Mad real quick. Obviously, that's your latest little uh, you know track that's been out, and I, I fuck with it heavy. I've been seeing it in heavy rotation with a lot of people. My boy Noah James, who is a good homie of mine that doesn't. Yeah. Music, yeah. So I mean, I've been seeing a lot of love from him, man. Great. Yeah, 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 man. He uh he reached out um on on Instagram. Noah did, and it was just like, "Yo, I'm fucking with this," and and I was like, I, I didn't know know him at the time, so then I started looking into him, and I was like, "Oh, bet!" Like, and then he brought you up, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's all good." And then uh we actually just texting last week, um, and yeah, he like threw it in his his girl's like Graham and I guess she has like a huge following and shit like that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, man. Big Mad uh, actually was the first record I made in this very room. Like, I don't know, three months ago. Um, it was just, I don't know the way I feel about it personally. And this is not like a salesman pitch. It was just like immediately. I was like, there's something special about this. It just mm-hmm. feels good to me. Like if it, it feels like so organic, you know, some records just, even records that I wrote, like, naturally, you know, sometimes just feel contrived. Like, you, you can't, I don't know. So, anyway, Big Man is out. I'm, like, going to be pushing this shit for the next couple of months. Like, I, I have, like, wild-ass ideas. I've been saving up bread, trying to push this shit. Um, just you got thinking, to tell you your, your TikTok dances lined up, you know? Yeah, something like that. I mean, yo, I got, I got some <laughs> ideas in the bag. I was, I, I'll just say it on this podcast now because – 
it, it is what it is. But I actually had this genius fucking just content piece for it. And just, I fucked up with the hiring of getting it done and it's just going to sink me too much and it's just not worth it. But I was going to do a fake uh, McDonald's commercial like I was Travis Scott and say that I had my own McDonald's meal called the Big Mad Meal. Yo, so like I paid this like dude in like, where was he? It was Nigeria to fucking get me like a 3D toy render of me and the shit looks super legit. And I just been dealing with all these animators and they just want like thousands of dollars to get it done. And I'm like, it was just going to be an Instagram post. Uh Uh-uh. But anyway, I have like all the pieces for it, all the shit, but that's just a small piece. But I'm, I just settled with the fact that I can't do it. Yo, you were getting love. You were getting mad love for the the last video you did where you did the hot wings joint like that from Sean Evans. Uh Oh, yeah woozy yeah um yeah Yeah, woozy was hot that was hot yo i might be too my own horn here but that video is fucking incredible it was fire bro it was so well done and i was like yo damn qe really out here fucking putting out these quality fucking pieces yeah man yo orin did you catch that no i didn't see that video i got fucking done down the list yo you have to you have to yo you really do um yeah, Woozy came out actually like a year ago now. Um, but man, yo, just it's kind of funny that you brought it up because I just I found like deleted scenes from it today on my hard drive, and okay. it we're spoofing like the makeup tutorials. Uh-huh. And I had like all this makeup and shit on my face. Oh man, it was ridiculous. Um, Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. And nah, I mean, uh, I'm all over the place per usual, but yeah, that was. That woozy video took a very long time to make. Um, very long time to make. It was pretty much like all 2019 summer. Me and Hunter were just, I was doing everything in Photoshop. He would take the PNG assets, the transparent, all the files and shit like that. Animated. Oh, man, that was that was a labor of love. But Imagine. that shit came out crazy. Yeah, you got to pee the horn. It was definitely dope. And uh, I think that's the, the love that you're getting behind Big Matt is great, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just stoked to see that shit happen. So congrats. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's just like like we said, today is a different age. You know what I mean? Like the blog era was like, is it going to blow up right away? Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. No. Bye. You know what I mean? Now it's just like with TikTok and everything and just like how things function, like a record shelf life is way longer because there's so many crevices of the internet now. So I'm just, I'm really trying to think about it like that. You know, it's like a marathon, not a sprint, but it's doing really well. Um, You know, it's, it's probably the most successful record I put out like in this whole like consistency run. So just, you know, chipping away at it, working on new records, um, at least trying to. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, definitely a, a little bit of a funk, but I got a bunch of shit in the stash. But yeah, man, I don't know. I, I'm glad you fuck with Big Mad. I love it. It feels just like really good to me. I can't I can't explain it. I don't know. Hell yeah. That's great, man. This is my media training. <laughs> Wait, what, 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 the hard questions come shortly, you know? Yeah, what, what, what's next then, man? What, what's the, uh, I mean, obviously you said you're going to push this heavy, but... Uh, you got a whole other project, more singles. What you thinking? I mean, obviously you're independent, so you can do whatever the fuck you want, which is a blessing in yeah. disguise, you know? Um, you know, I mean, I've been really active this year, so it's it's been bringing me, um, you know, some opportunities, which is which is really dope. Like, you know, 
talking to a few interesting people right now. But again, going back to how this climate is, uh, clearly dealing with the pandemic, I'm just on this singles wave. Like I have kids being like, where's the album? Where's the album? And, and like, I've been, uh, through my career, I've been very meticulous. Like, oh, this is for this and this is for this. Like, I'm a chronic overthinker. And uh, doing this whole process, like, just dropping records whenever, you know, for the first half of the year, I was dropping records every two weeks, to be honest. Um, it was difficult, but it, it's, it's like freeing in a way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't got to hold on to one record for a year to wait for the other 12 to get done. You know what I mean? I could just put that shit out. It's super lit. Um, so yeah, it's just like singles right now. Videos gonna just like step up the videos because like most of this year um, was just doing the camcorder shit. Um, I felt like it was it was just freeing. My whole thing was I'm just gonna create. You know what I'm saying? And just see what happens. Because um, usually behind closed doors, I'm always like, oh fuck, but I gotta do this. We gotta add a string section here, and I get granular and insane with it you know what i'm saying like like angry young man or something like that that shit did take two years to make there's like 184 tracks in one of those songs and pro tools damn so this is like almost the anti angry young man in a way where i'm just like i don't know i don't know i'm just making and i will cap that off with i really think the secret sauce to making like really good music is that finding that balance between trying and not trying, letting it come to you, but then like not be lazy about the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, so I've been, I've been trying to hone that. It's just, you know, self-improvement. That's all you can do, bro. Just keep that up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Any, any, Any other advice for the kids out there, you know, no matter what they're trying to do. Man, just just keep going. Just believe in yourself. As corny as it sounds, like, but the the biggest advice is, you know, really question if you want whatever you're going after. You know what I mean? Like, like you came to realize a little bit later on. You know, like in music, I don't think people really realize the reality to make this shit work. Behind closed doors is a pretty boring job. <laughs> yeah, a lot of waiting. A lot of waiting. Hurry up and wait. That's like that's that's rule of thumb in the music industry. But it's also like if if you're a creative type and you have your hands on everything and like that rap life shit is cool. But like to be honest, like focusing on your craft, you're pretty much behind a computer all day or standing next to one all day long. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Like. And I just, uh, yeah, that's that's the advice I give is like, just make sure you really want the shit, the ugly parts the, and the beautiful parts, you know? Feel it. Yeah. Good I think that's a, that, that's a good sign off, man. I'm fucking, we could sit here and bullshit all day about, you know, how we all ended up at South by somehow or something like that. But it was just great to chop it up with you, bro. And you know, see how you're doing. Hopefully, you know, keeping, keeping that head up, keep moving forward in this, this uncertain bullshit time but you know i'm just glad you're doing well yeah likewise likewise i mean it's, it's great i haven't talked to either of you respectively in a very long time so again like i was just like yo this is gonna be lit like fuck it let's go 
Yeah, once once this uh, world gets back to a good place, you know, we'll all chop it up and grab yeah, fucking we'll, yeah, Nobu. We'll do the next one live, live from Nobu Malibu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the two thirty five reservation slot. Yo, with Nobu's- the pussycat dolls. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's yeah, go. No, I fuck with Nobu though. It's good. Oh, so let's yeah, do it. I'll, I'll, I'll get that fucking miso marinated black cod fucking anytime. Let's go. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'm big with it. I'm big with it. Yeah, man. I mean, it was great. It was great uh, talking to you guys. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's cool that you guys are doing this. Get a, get a little outlet out. Who knows what comes of it? It's just magical, you know? Yeah, you know, it's just like 30 something white males having conversations, you know, with other white males like on the internet. It's fucking uh, lit. <laughs> it's the Joe Rogan podcast. No, just kidding. Yeah. Anyway. No, man. We, yeah, we, yeah, we, we just uh, want to show love and obviously just catch up, like you said. But uh, big love, man.